Hello, we're back. Part two of our six-part series on managing your emotions. Erin, what do we got today? We're going to be talking about desire and aversion. Mm. So highly recommend you go back to our podcast before this last week, mm-hmm. where we are talking about the intro to these 11 passions that St. Thomas Aquinas talks about. Um, so there's the intro. And we're, we were talking about love and hate and highly recommend you go back and listen to that before you listen to this one, um, because we really lay the foundation there. Mm-hmm. And our emotions wheel poster is going to be a great yes. little resource. So click in the show notes down below and you'll be able to get the emotions wheel poster, or at least take a look at that. Cause I think that it's just going to be, even if you don't buy it and you just look at the digital copy of it, you'll it'll, it'll really kind of flesh out what we're talking about here too. But today is a workshop style, so you can follow along with us. I'm going to be taking Matt through the workshop. Um, so grab a piece of paper, pen, and hopefully you'll get a lot out of this. And guys, I if did. you haven't joined our academy, you should, because this is what we do all the time in the academy, these workshops, these ways of coaching. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, yeah, hopefully we'll see you in there, but see you in the podcast. if not, we'll see you in the podcast. Yes. Bye-bye. Hey folks, welcome to the Catholic Coaching Podcast. My name is Matt. And I am Aaron. We are the Ingolds, the founders of Metanoia Catholic, where we aim to make mindset coaching authentically Catholic and practical. We just love to take all of these tools and techniques and share them with you on this podcast. We also train and coach other Catholic coaches. Come on into the podcast. Welcome back. We're at part two of our six-part series. On your emotions. Managing your emotions. Your hair looks great today, Erin. Thanks. Looks exactly like the last podcast because we were doing these all in one day. Mm, Now we're just wearing the same thing. Yes. Just getting smellier and smellier Mm -hmm. in this room. Today, today, what do we got, babe? We are going to be talking about desire and aversion. So last week, we talked about love and hate, Mm -hmm. the most... Love is the most basic emotion there is. It's actually the center of all. It's the first of all emotions. Mm-hmm. and it All is, are contingent on love. Yes. And it's the thing that we are attracted to, the thing that we like. It is not the, it's not the virtue of love. It's mm-hmm. not the virtue of charity. It's a sense appetite. It's a movement or it's an inclination towards a thing that we think and perceive as our greatest good. So we're talking about what we like. We're not talking about agape and erotic love or storge or what's the other one? Filio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we're not talking about the four different types of loves or however many types of people are saying there are, but they, but we're just talking about, I like something. Yes. I'm attracted to, I'm, I'm attached to something. Mm-hmm. So um, the reason why we want to kind of like review that is because it is the primary emotion. Like no other emotion comes from unless if you have, unless if you don't have an attraction. If you don't have an attraction towards something, no other emotions come from that. Which Does is that also why it's at the center of our emotions wheel. So yes. link here, click below if you want to check, take a look at, check a look at that. Check a look at the emotions wheel poster. Chuckalucka. Chuckalucka. But <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a great tool that we use and that we provide to our coaches. So, um, you know, just to help people to grow in their emotional vocabulary. Because mm-hmm. when you can start naming your new uh, nuanced emotions, it, it gives you a little bit more information of what's going on in, in your own interior life. 
Yeah. And that is the first step to managing your emotions. Like, can we just stop being afraid of our emotions, please? Mm -hmm. I think we'll be a lot less reactive as a, a collective, you know, group of humans if we just stopped being so afraid of them. Like, they're, they are information. They give us data. And it's usually the thought that's leading to them. Remember, if you guys haven't listened to our podcast last week go back and listen to it but one of the things that we say is it comes from a thought mm -hmm. our emotions come from our thinking it comes from usually a very snap judgment and an imagination but it comes from our thinking it comes from our mind and it's not just me our catechism says that too so um this is not my opinion very well said okay and so again the journey that we're going on here if, to, if you'd missed last week, we're moving from these antecedent passions or emotions. We use that word, those words interchangeably. Antecedent to consequence. Okay. Antecedent itself, the word actually means before reason. Awesome. Right. Consequent, after we take it through our reason cycle, means that now we're having an emotion that we're operating out of reason. So you probably heard people say, don't act from your emotions. Well, yes and no. We don't want to act from our antecedent emotions that are leading us to a triggered reaction, we want to react from our consequent emotions, which are leading to a reasonable response. And a choice. A choice. Yes. Freedom. Yes. yes. Free Freedom. will choice. Freedom. So good. Well okay. said, Aaron. So we're going to take you guys through kind of the same thing that we did last time. It's going to be a workshop style. So grab a piece of paper and pen if you want to. If not, you could just listen to me take Matt through this. I love how you make things practical, Aaron. I Thanks. It is like one of our... It's one of our core values at Metanoia Catholic. Make it practical. Yeah. And Aaron is really the cornerstone of that. Yeah. Thank you. You're Thanks. welcome. Awesome. Thanks for receiving it. Hey. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Um, so first thing we do, name the emotion. I'm going to name today because we're going to be talking about desire and aversion and then explain what they mean, like the definitions that mm -hmm. Aquinas gives to them. Um then we're going to understand the emotion or the passion, if you will. And really what, what the object of the passion is, meaning like that thing that you are moving towards or inclined towards or resting in, what is that object? And then the simple sentence that is actually creating that, mm -hmm. that emotion. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're going to ask why. We're going to go a little bit deeper. We're going to be like, so why is this the object that you love? And why is this the way that you choose to get it? Mm -hmm. um, then we're going to capture one belief and bring it through the reason cycle. Sounds good, Aaron. And then we're going right. to ask for the Lord's interpretation, yep. as usual. So Beautiful. Here we go. We're talking about desire today. Desire. So last week, we talked about love and hate, and they were in inclination and leaning towards a perceived good or perceived evil very basic or away from a perceived evil yes, thank yes. you so leaning towards a perceived good leaning away from a perceived evil desire and aversion are similar but there's a different word here desire is a motion a movement to a possible future good it's bittersweet because it's sweet because you're like, ah, it's a good that I'm seeking, right? And, and, and the, the key word here is perceived good. Mm -hmm. Again, we need to know if this good is even really good or not. Mm -hmm. um, is it your greatest good? Is it true that it's good? So that's number one. But 
it's sweet because we're like moving towards this thing, but it's also kind of bitter because we don't have it yet. We haven't obtained it yet. And so therefore we move towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, aversion is a motion away from a possible future evil. And once again, that possible future evil isn't, we don't know if it's truly evil or not. It, it is just a perception. Mm-hmm. Right. So we want to kind of challenge all of these areas of it. Is it evil? Is it good? And right. Do we like this motion towards it? Do we like what we're doing? Which is what the reason cycle does. Yes. So it kind of really simplifies everything here. Um, so here we go. All right. Just ready. explain to you guys what desire and hate were. Really easy. Desire, emotion to a possible future good, perceived good. Aversion, emotion, away from possible future evil. Yeah. Is, is it evil. correct for, for me as I'm, I'm hearing like leaning versus emotion? Right. Like leaning is kind of like an, in, like you're just kind of inclined, but emotion is like there is an engagement of the will. Yes. At that point. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And I would say these are really good for you to know if you find yourself stuck in any type of like, uh, like you're maybe like, setting goal and you're like, Hey, just don't move towards it mm-hmm. to know that, that, yeah. sorry, that desire and aversion are both motion. Like they are, they actually drive you into motion faster than anything else. Mm-hmm. It's really helpful for you to know this because yeah. you can utilize these emotions and kind of use them towards your, for mm-hmm. your advantage. Yeah. A lot of time when we're coaching clients, we're helping them to build up their aversion muscles for something that is truly evil Yes, or build up their desire muscles for something that is truly good. Yeah. Amen. Cool. Okay, cool. So the first thing we want to do, Matt, is understand the emotion. Sorry, I'm pulling this up, guys. Our internet keeps going out every time we start recording our podcast. So mm-hmm. thanks, Ave Maria. Yay. All right. Fix we do it. love you, Ave Maria. We do. We'll so tolerate it. first thing I want to do, Matt, you're going to walk us through this, but what is, we want to first find out what the object of love is mm-hmm. here. Because love, once again, is the core of all of our emotions. So what is the thing right now that you are seeking, the thing that you love? Okay. It's a little thing called HubSpot. Okay. For business. For business. Yes. It's a marketing and sales automation tool, CRM system, kind of all in one that everybody in the team can operate mm-hmm. on and gives a, a lot of clarity to the picture and everything. I've used it in the past at a previous company and I lived in it and I loved it. Okay. So, and I want everybody to follow along if you guys are doing this together. So ask yourself, what am I, what is good? What is it that I'm seeking? What am I desiring right now? What mm-hmm. am, and then what am I moving towards? That's another mm-hmm. great question to ask. So Matt, you're great. moving towards this hub spot for, for the, the business. business. Yes. Okay. Yep. Sorry, I'm looking up my questions that are not coming up on my computer. <laughs> Hang on one second. I'm going to hit pause here. All right, and we're back after making sure her phone is not auto-locking after one minute. Yay. Okay, okay. so back to this desire. Um, Matt, what do you want, desire, and seek and have not yet obtained? Or- HubSpot. Okay, great. Simple sentence. What is your simple sentence now that I've asked these questions? Very simple. We're not telling anybody why, because, what is the reason for this? We're just saying, what is it? What is it that you are desiring? I want HubSpot. 
I want that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great. I want that. All right. Um, Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. My Thank friends. You. Yes. Uh, okay. Weirdo. So aversion. We're on to aversion. Remember, aversion is is a movement away from a thing. Got it. Matt, what are you actively moving away from? Like, why don't you have HubSpot yet? Because I'm not sure financially if it's uh, something that we can swing. It's a it's a significant investment for us. Okay. And I'm not sure if the timing is right for the cash flow, mm. right, to be able to support this. And there's a part of me that's just like, you can afford this. Like, stop making a big deal out of it. But again, last episode is all about being a good steward. Mm-hmm. I want to be a good steward. So being good steward means doing our due diligence and making sure that we can justify that we can make this purchase. And we should make this purchase, approved purchase. Okay, so what is in the way of you possessing the object that you love? I'd say clarity on our financial picture. Okay. Right, so like I, I haven't, I've done a budget for the year, but some things have changed in terms of our timelines and mm-hmm. like when we have different campaigns that are operating. And so when money's going to be coming into the business and how much of the money's going to be coming into the business. So I, and I'm waiting for my, I'd like to wait for Q1 to be closed. That might not be a possibility. So I'm just waiting on February to be closed. Okay. You say. So a couple of questions for you guys to ask yourself, what am I trying to avoid? Mm-hmm. What am I actively moving away from? It's helpful if you kind of can stay in the same vein mm-hmm. of, you know, we already identified that Matt wants to get HubSpot. And then so like, why haven't we gotten it yet? Like why, what's in the way? Yep. So simple statement here. I, I mean, it's, I don't know if I got my simple statement. Like I'm trying to avoid wasting my time. There like I think that's part of it. Okay. Okay. All right. So, or uh, wasting your time, wasting money. Trying to avoid wasting money, wasting my time, um, but also trying to avoid the possible, the answer being no. Mm. Like, I don't want, I don't want to discover that the answer might be no. And so I'm acknowledging that there's a bit of a bias that I have right now too. Okay. Okay. All right. So your simple statement, hold on. Their simple statement is I want HubSpot. Mm-hmm. And then there's an aversion towards getting HubSpot right now because, like, what what are we averse to? What are we trying to avoid? I just want to be trying clear to on avoid this. being a bad steward. Okay, there it is again. Ruh-ro. All right, there it is. So, moving on to the next step. So we found out what the object is and the simple statement, and we want to ask why. Okay. Tell me why. Why are you seeking this, Matt? Why are you seeking HubSpot? I'm seeking HubSpot because I desire efficiency in the way that we operate. I desire mm-hmm. for us to maximize our investments that we're making in terms of personnel and conversion rates and our marketing campaigns. I desire to be smart mm-hmm. uh, and professional as a business. Um, I desire to be agile as a business. I desire to just know, you know, have greater uh, clarity as to what's working and what's not working in the business and in our marketing campaigns so that we can avoid waste. Again, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to, I want to be a good steward. I think this is something that a tool that could actually help me to be a, a good steward. Yeah. Okay. And since, and since um, desire is movement, why are you like, 
why have you chosen these particular, like what actions have you chosen to, to look into HubSpot? To move towards? Yeah. Okay. Done demos. Mm -hmm. I know I've gave uh, Brian on our team, like the cleared hot to go and start doing some sales demos. I tried to jump on a demo the other day, uh, internet issues. I wasn't able to get in. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, now I, I've actually, one of the movements that I've taken is to really make uh, kind of a, a briefing chart that talks about the new features, how we could potentially, how we know we will be able to benefit from those new mm -hmm. features, how we know we'll be able to save with those new features, how we may be able to benefit or save and kind of, okay. and how they also could help us to live in our core values a little bit more or where they might mm -hmm. even detract on us living in our core values. So I like build a nice spreadsheet, folks. Okay. Uh, is again, good steward equals spreadsheet in my mind. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting association, yes. but, um, anyway, <laughs> so, um, we already know what you're trying to avoid is being a bad steward or maybe even just being hasty and rushing into this. Yes. Too, right? I think that's part of it too. Like I hate waste. I hate waste. It's a cleric side of me, but I think it's a prudent side of me too. I just, I don't like wasting time or wasting resources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why have you chosen, um, like, why are you trying to avoid waste, particularly? And also, why have you chosen these actions around that? Because when I avoid waste, that means I have resources, whether it's personnel and their time available to them or finances, mm -hmm. to be able to make some other smart investments to continue growing the business, making the, bringing the mission forward. Okay. So when you avoid waste and moves. Yeah, I get to forward. invest. I love investing in our business. And then what actions are you taking that's like, that's aiding towards you avoiding waste? Uh, really justifying, I'd say right now, going through the process of justifying that this is the right time and this is the, this is something we can afford. Mm -hmm. And this is, uh, this is the right fit for okay. our company. Okay. So from all of these, and I want to kind of just go back and brief this. Okay. We have desire and we have aversion. So we know that you desire HubSpot because it feels like you can expand the business this way. Yep. Okay. okay. And then I'm not even going to talk about the stewarding thing right now. Okay. Because I think it's something that's a little bit different. You are averse to waste. Yes. That's really what's coming to the surface here. Okay. Yep. So you are trying to avoid waste and um you're and the why is because you feel like you can expand the business quicker mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um and you've chosen i think deliberate actions i don't know if if i'm wrong about that but mm -hmm. i think some intentional actions here yeah okay. yeah well, if, like i i've put the time on my schedule to do my due diligence with it so i kind of schlepped it off onto bryant mm -hmm. for a while and just knowing the platform from having lived in it for five years, but um, not knowing what's happened in the last, in the last four. Um, but also like recognizing that this isn't just his decision alone. This is something that all mm -hmm. of us really need to be able to, to uh, see the value in and be on board with because it's going to take buy-in and it's going to mm -hmm. demand uh, allocation of resources, time, focus from all of us or else it's not worth doing. Okay. So ultimately, we have this picture in our mind. Mm -hmm. HubSpot is kind of like this good in the future, mm -hmm. right? 
And is it good 100% of the time? Do you think it's like the best thing for your business? Have you have you really been intentional about studying it? You said that you've been in it before, so you know. Well, that's yeah, it. I'd say like we're, we're, we're sacrificing some areas to go stronger in, in other areas. What we're sacrificing is mm-hmm. like we'd be moving from a, a purely single source platform mm-hmm. and we'd be going to more of a, um, a multi-platform technology, right, behind our business. So we'd be using a suite of services mm-hmm. versus one all-encompassing technology uh, that works for a time, but it's not necessarily something we see as scalable for us going forward in the future. And that was always something mm-hmm. where we saw kind of the, the, you know, the potential on the horizon to need to move to more of a best of breed mm-hmm. collection of technologies. And yeah, I think we're kind of approaching that point. Okay. So from everything that you've just shared with me, and I want to invite everybody else to do the same thing, you know, if, if, And if you hear it too, you can write it down if you're following along with Matt even before you do this on yourself. Um, It's going to be a bunch of comments in YouTube. Like, oh yeah, comment below. Or it's great. Do it. Make the jump. Comment below if you want. (laughs) Ring that bell. Yeah. Um, So so the picture that has been created in your mind, Mm -hmm. what is good and what is bad? What are these associations that you've created here? Okay. So the good picture that I have with using HubSpot? Just from everything that you okay. just told me, is, what are you making equal good and what are you making equal bad? So uh, smart use of time, intentional use of our ad spend, uh, and an intentional better uh, better uh, use of our ad spend, allocation of our ad spend. Um, I was going to write, but you can write. Okay. Uh-huh. And, okay, so good equals better ad spend, I'd say, mm-hmm. just across the board. I think more efficient processes, a lot of our different sales and marketing processes can be automated and built into this and we can build mm-hmm. more. Like, okay. You love so my it, discipline SOPs. Yes. Coming. You're like boring. Yeah, just, okay. hey, we don't want to bore everybody else too with this. So like, Some people might be like me and like this So stuff. it's good in that it is working towards your final goal, which is expanding the mission. Yeah. Okay. And like I think of our goal at Metanoia is to be like by 2025, we want to be the gold standard of Catholic coach training. Okay, so what is bad from everything that you just told me? Mm. It's bad is like being hasty and causing more waste through hastiness. Like haste means waste equals waste. Mm -hmm. Haste makes waste. Haste makes waste. Okay. So are both of these true 100% of the time? Is Will HubSpot be able to do all those things that you said that it can do, right, and be able to expand the mission? Is that true? I think it's true. Okay. Yeah. I know that could be an opinion, but yeah, like, it's like still it's like you've done your research. Yeah, I've done I, – I, the fact that I lived in it for five years, is mm-hmm. like I, I know what it does. I know how to use it. It's not a new – I'm not intimidated by the technology at all. Let me ask you this. If you got HubSpot – would you waste less? Less. Would I waste less? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. So that I think is a really good indicator here. What I like about this workshop, by the way, everyone, like this is really going to be very helpful for you to make decisions too. It's like really kind of simplifying this mm-hmm. decision. So the thing that you hate the most is waste. Mm-hmm. And this thing that you desire, you're like, this is, this is whatever. Um, This is, going to 
a hundred percent. I am convinced that I'm going to waste less mm -hmm. with this. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. So we took some of those associations. We threw them like we kind of asked, what is the truth of them? Are they good? Are they real? Are they valid? We could probably get a little bit more intricate about that mm -hmm. and be like, let's look at the facts here. How do we know? But for the sake of time, we want you guys to do that for the first step. Look at the associations being made. And then what are you making equal good? What are you making equal bad? And is it true? That it's good or that it's bad. Yes. Okay. And this is, again, this is where there's an element of even a moral judgment that's going on yeah. here. And it's tough to do this in just a secular context when you don't necessarily have a moral touchstone. But as Christians, we have that. We have, mm -hmm. you know, only God is good. Only the Father is good, Christ tells us. And so we can lean on with some authority and with some confidence on the moral teachings of the church and guidance of scripture and the saints mm -hmm. and all that good stuff to kind of help us to weigh, uh, to weigh that question of but, good versus evil. But also like natural reality. Like, cause I asked yes. you the question about HubSpot cause we're talking about like very tangible things, like mm -hmm. earthly things here. Mm -hmm. And it's not moral decision whether or not sure. you should get HubSpot or not. Although a lot of us make it more, these, these decisions that are, that have nothing that are completely morally neutral. Well, I can tell we you this, like these. there is an element of like even a vanity. I think that's, that's wrapped up in this and like, this is. I get to feel better. I don't know if it's vanity or if it's just the reality. Like I feel better when we're we're making prudent decisions and like we're operating as a good company. And yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that's just a good thing. It's not like ooh, that's so vainglorious. Or you. or maybe it's just like the way God ordered you to be to like respond well to virtue. Okay. <laughs> True. Yeah, it's not like we're just taking that money and we're like, ah, oh, like but we're giving each other raises and everything. Yeah, like, there's still sacrifice that's going yes. into this yeah. decision. So. The reason why I wanted to to weigh that here is like you could be you could get really in the weeds of it and be like no for a hundred percent because you said that you're like a hundred percent I will stop wasting as much oh as my I'm gosh. wasting right now and and the reason I was able to to like say that confidently is I started putting like going through my my assessment all the features mm -hmm. and what we get and I and one of the things I was so, so excited is we're just not we're gonna stop dropping things we're gonna start missing things there's gonna be such transparency. Mm. of where things are at in the pipeline and where people are at in their conversion process and where what messaging is going to be more appropriate to each audience. And we, we don't have the ability to do that in our current platform. Mm -hmm. Not right. not efficiently, but we can do that in this platform. Um, and so that is, and, and it's, it was all these things that I wanted to use in my old company, but since I was the only person that lived in this platform mm -hmm. and I didn't have alignment, which we do have at Metanoia, it's like, wow. I'm excited at the prospect of actually being able to use this tool with a team that everybody's all in on it and wants to use it yeah. and knows how to use it. So this is interesting. I'm going to ask you another question. Now that we have those associations, do you like these associations? Do I like these associations? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do like the association that waste is do, bad. Do they feel reasonable for you? Yeah, they do. So you've like thought through them. The reason why I think this is interesting, the last podcast, you didn't like the associations. Okay. But notice how you've, you've even brought the associations through the reason cycle. And mm -hmm. you're like, no, I actually am still choosing these. Yes. Right. Um, do you think God would want you to keep these associations? I think God wants me to waste 
yeah. to my heart's content. I don't think so. <laughs> it's just like totally fatten your heart. Yes. Go and put some extra cheese on that Whopper. No, I, I think that God, yeah, God wants me to be a good steward. And I think God desires to to be a co-author of, mm. of and a, a, he's he's the power behind Metanoia Catholic. And I love just being a steward with yeah. the Lord in this. And that's why making investments for me for in the business, there's something that's so so fun about it because I don't I don't know, like he is providing for mm-hmm. us. And it's just like, oh Lord, I wonder what you're gonna do next. And and I, I just I wanna hear the voice. I wanna hear the voice, well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Enter your master's joy, uh, versus you wicked lazy servant. Yikes. I, okay, so the next thing I want to do, so we looked at the associations, what you're making equal good and what okay. you're making equal bad. And I want to take this one thought through the raisin cycle. Now, you guys might be like, wait, you already took the associations through. It's fine. We can do it twice, actually. Mm-hmm. This one thought, and the reason why I'm picking this thought is because a lot of people will think that this thought might lead to bad fruits. But I'm just curious. I have not done this before. Mm-hmm. We have not practiced this yet. So Matt, the thought, I hate waste. How do you feel when you think that? I hate waste. Mm-hmm. I, like my, I hate waste. That's it. It's just like, yes, that's very true. I know you think it's true and it might be for you mm-hmm. in your subjective experience, but how, what is the emotion that comes up for you? Well, the first thought that comes to mind is fact. <laughs> like, I hate waste. Fact. Like, like that what do you feel compelled to do? From eradicate that? waste. Okay, so you feel like... Hunt it down. Hunt it out. And convicted? Just, yeah. Like, like, what is the emotion? Well, I, I think convicted... Thank you. I think convicted is actually a, a, a good word for it. It's just, yeah, like I, I feel determined yeah. and convicted to yeah to seek it out one would even say and destroy it desire you have this ah, movement a desire to towards towards eradicating it mm-hmm. okay right yeah and then it's what actions? what actions you do so because a lot of people out there might think this this thought i hate waste it has the word hate in it so therefore it's bad but i don't know i mean i think waste mm-hmm. like might be a good thing to not like yeah, like I read in the in scripture, God loves those who hate evil. Yeah. That was in the psalm from one of my, uh, the breviary recently. God loves those who hate evil. So when okay. you think I hate waste and you feel desire even, like a movement to do something or aversion, whatever. Yeah, like I picture say. me just like chasing like waste is just like this cloud. It's like, ah, and I'm just like, ah, chasing after it with a big sword. Yeah, like it's, it's just, it's got to go. Yeah. So what do you do from that place? Uh, I identify where the waste is in this case in our business Yep. and I try to find a solution for that. You trim the fat. Like what do you do? What other things? I, I say I will find the money to pay for this Mm. because it's worthwhile. Hmm. Okay. So you will something Mm -hmm. like you will like the actual action that you want to do. You eradicate waste. So would you say that you are acting prudently are you are you growing in yeah, virtue? Yeah, like with I want. So it's like prudently, yes. And there's even kind of like a courageousness. There's like mm-hmm. an audacity to it. But like on the flip side, it's 
that courageousness is like it can't be foolhardy at the same time. So that's like it's it, prudence. So that, yes, yeah. it, prudence. You're right. Is the charioteer, as Father Greg would yeah. say. And so yes, it's it that yeah prudence. Yeah. So you're growing in prudence from this. The reason why I'm focusing a little bit on what actions you do and what actions you don't do is because um, desire and aversion are both actions. They're both like acts okay. of the will. They're both motions. And yes. so for us to look at that and go, okay, really like discern what actions am I doing from this? Well, in this case, it sounds like you're growing in virtue. You're actually making prudent actions. Yeah, I'm compelled to, I, I do feel mm -hmm. compelled to, again, pull the budget, get, get, get that all lined up and make sure that like, even if it's something that is going to stretch us, how long is it going to stretch us? When do we see ourselves getting a return? And, mm -hmm. you know, how is this potentially going to save us from having to make a, an earlier hire or delay a hire or something like that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I like thinking about that stuff. Like it's, I feel very much like that is my lane in the company to be thinking about these things. Mm -hmm. Is that your lane in the company? No. Zero percent. So like it's, but like in the way that Aaron comes up with like incredible content constantly, like I can't get her to stop. Sometimes I want her to stop, but I don't want her to stop. Like it's amazing. I'd rather create conditions where she doesn't have to stop and we can continue to scale and grow it. Like that's where I think we can complement one another. And I know there's other people on the team that can benefit and you know abby loves to have her structure she loves being able to have her focus mm -hmm. bryant loves to be able to have his analytics like hannah loves to be able to have her processes and be able to pull things up and and service the needs of our clients very quickly i think it all mm -hmm. i think and our resident coaches like want to be able to nurture their you know their prospects and have one-on-one -on -one conversations and schedule their meetings. just do it all in a very simple easy way okay HubSpot did not pay me for any of this conversation here, by the way. But HubSpot will allow you to do that and waste will not like, so HubSpot will actually help you eliminate the waste. Yes. Okay. Yes. So do you want to continue on with this movement, this movement towards this? I do. I and do. And away from waste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. And this movement being to continue to like actively discern. Yep. I know a part of that is looking at the budget. But then like, and also looking at and justifying mm -hmm. building all the use cases that we can have for it that we can come up with. So, yeah. Okay, great. So we took that one thought. I hate waste. Even though it had a, the word hate in it does not mean it's a bad thought. Actually, mm -hmm. I would say it's an ordered aversion, mm -hmm. right? Like it's yep. something that you're like, I don't like this. I don't think God likes this. I think it's very contrary to being a good steward. There you go. Mm -hmm. So I'm moving Wink. away from this thing that is waste. And I'm moving towards this thing where I know that it will help me eradicate waste. Cool. It's really interesting. See, see how I'm painting a picture. I'm in feeling mind? very convicted right now. Yay. All right. So are there any things, any like things that you want to repent of, to renounce, just that came up from that? I, I do want to, this is kind of more, I do want to repent of the, kind of worst case scenario, you know, suspicion popping up in my head. I want to repent of the negative self-talk and the condemnation around being a, a, a poor steward for even wanting this. Again, it goes back to what we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's something I, I want to repent of. I want to, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I want to repent also of, of 
not really having done my due diligence of of presuming that just because I like it, I, I don't have to sell it to you or the rest of the team, like that this is a worthwhile mm. investment. It's mm-hmm. just like, no, just just trust me on this. Like that's that's kind of yeah, phoning yeah. it in, right? Yep. So maybe repent of not doing my, um, not like neglecting my responsibility to communicate to the team, get the team's buy-in and make it and invite the team to participate in the in Yeah, the and frankly, I think the team would, would really agree with you that they hate waste too, mm-hmm. right? There's one fifth of the team, yes. the core team. Yeah. So, okay. So repent of some of these things. Great. Right? Yep. And any forgiveness, anything you need to renounce, bring that to the Lord, renounce these yeah, things. Yeah, like I want to, I want to forgive myself uh, for, for just, again, just the, the neglect, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, or the presumption. And uh, you can add that to the repentance list. But I also want to renounce just a, a spirit of doubt. I want to renounce this thought that I'm, I'm a poor steward mm. or that I'm incapable of being a good steward. Mm. In the name of Jesus, I renounce it. Command to leave, go to the foot of the cross. Yeah, it feels good. Is there anything else that you're thinking? No. Okay, so Swing. I, want, I want to ask you two things, actually. If you were to ask for the Lord's interpretation of um, like the thought, I hate waste, what would he say? Me too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was just thinking that too, but. Yep. Yeah. Join the club. Me too. Um, But then also, if you could ask him, you don't have to do this here, but you can journal on this. Because this is in real time, people. You could ask him what the definition of a steward is. Ooh. I've actually journaled on that before. I know, but you've forgotten, apparently. Do you know what it is? You've brought music back into the house. I had forgotten. Um, No, I I don't remember off the top of my head. But I think that is, I I know that's a a good exercise. And I've done it in the past, but I haven't returned to it. Of like really designing what a good steward is of the business, of our family finances. Like it's always around finances when I think stewardship Mm. Uh, rather than like just resources at large time focus. Hmm. Um, But yeah, I think that's an important thing. A hundred percent. Yeah. Expand that periphery of what that stewardship looks like when it's not just focus on that. And that's for all of you. That's just an extra tip, a coaching tip here, because if a word keeps coming back, like ask the Lord what he like what his definition of that word is. Also look it up. There's a definite, you know, there's like a dictionary that mm-hmm. you can look up the word. But that's what we have for you today. So I just kind of want to really briefly go back and say, what are we talking about? Desire, emotion towards something, a perceived good, aversion, emo- emotion away from a perceived evil. And then we want to find out what the object of that desire is why we desire it, the object of our aversion, why we why we are averse to it, why we're trying to avoid it. And then pick a belief, find out those associations that you have. What are those associations? What am I making equal good? What am I making equal bad? What is that snap judgment that I'm making equal these things? And then are those true? Are they even valid? Are they good, right? And then bring that belief through the reason cycle, if you want, you could just do the associations, really. 
honestly. Why stop there? Yeah, but keep going. Keep going. Bring that belief. Bring one of those beliefs through the reason cycle. Mm -hmm. And use some of these questions that I gave to you here. Repent, forgive, renounce, and then ask for the Lord's interpretation. That is how we move antecedent to consequent. What I thought was really cool about this, thank you, Matt, for sharing your interior life with us here mm -hmm. today. You bet. Was, it's my relator. Was that the beliefs that you had, like, were kind of true. Like, they, they were well thought out. Mm -hmm. They had, you've deliberated over them. Mm -hmm. Like, what has shifted for you? Anything? Uh, it's It's been a, a growth in conviction. Mm, interesting. And... But like there's there's a freedom where it's just kind of like, okay, I, I know this is something that would be good. And if it's good, then there's ways that we can find like, and money is the only limiting factor. Mm -hmm. Money is endless. Like there's always ways mm -hmm. to be able to make more money. And so it's if it's, that's like, the, that's the easy part, so to speak. Now, cash flow, timelines and things like that that's something to consider, but I don't think it's as big a consideration as I thought mm. in the past. Cause I know that the Lord continues to bless us and every single investment that we've made has given us a return Yeah, uh, that allows us to sustain mm -hmm. those investments. Whenever we hired a new employee, we didn't have their year's salary like stockpiled, mm -hmm. but we eventually did. And, and it was like the Lord just continues to, steward this mm -hmm. he's stewarding it every yeah. time i hear steward i think steward yeah <laughs> mad tv you are goodbye goodbye <laughs> okay but yeah that's kind of what's shifted to me yeah yeah so that's it <laughs> Ta -da. Da -da 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 -da. so everybody try this on your own if you can find out what those associations are find out what those beliefs are and just know that your emotions are coming from beliefs Right. And you can bring a belief through the reason cycle. Yeah. So you can very practically move antecedent to passions or emotions to consequent. So go try this out on your own. We'd love to hear back from you if you want to comment below. Hey, if you were just listening to this podcast, go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel, please. Yeah, ring that bell. I would love to see your face, even though we can't see your face, but maybe you can see our faces. And we can see your face if you join us in the Metanoia yes. Catholic Academy. This is where we do this work. Everything you saw Aaron bringing me through, we have coaches that are trained in the Reason Cycle that can bring you through this as well on a one-on-one -on -one basis. You can do it on a group coaching basis. We even have resident coaches that you can link up with over at catholiccoaching.com. They have their specialty areas, so maybe that pertains to something that you're working through or you desire to work through. But, like, get coached. Everybody needs a coach at some point. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I, there was a time in my life where I was just like, maybe some people. No, everybody needs a coach, can benefit from a coach. I think everybody can benefit from a spiritual director as well. Mm -hmm. there's so few of them but like may, but it takes an investment to get that coach but i think it's an investment that gives a return yes sir yes i've seen it in my own life and we'll All see right. you guys next week we're going to be talking about joy and sorrow ah let's do it see you then see you hey guys if you liked what you learned here today 
consider joining our academy where you can take all these tools and learn how to apply them to your life. Supremely practical stuff and you get coached along the way in the process. You are not by yourself. We hope to see you in there.